Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I have something a little unusual here today. I want us to just consider, and I, I'm going to I'm going to call this something like, "Did I make a mistake?" or "Or was this a mistake?" But um, if you heard uh, the sermon I gave this past Sunday at my congregation, if you listened to that or watched that, um, did I make a mistake when I was speaking and I said that? The children of Israel had forgotten God's name. So I had formed this idea due to some scriptures I had read in Genesis. And uh, some of those scriptures, uh, the name of God, Yahweh, is used in the when you drill back into the interlinear and go back to the Hebrew. Um, and you can see it being used by Abraham. Now, here in Genesis chapter 15, verse 2, now, this is when he was Abram before he became Abraham, but still, same person, right? But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? I'm not going to read the rest of the verse. I'm trying to make the point here and show you what I was thinking. Well, where he says, Lord God, where he is speaking and says, Lord God, what he really says is, Adonai Yahweh. He's saying, Master Yahweh or Lord Yahweh. And we translate that as Lord God. This is, again, kind of an unfortunate thing that we translate Yahweh, the name of God, into Lord, which is really just a title. But putting that aside for the moment, this implied to me when I read this, what doesn't really imply it, it really says that Abraham knew God's name. So, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, so Yahweh, Abraham knows the name of God is Yahweh. And there's other examples of this in Genesis. So I had every reason to believe that Abraham knows God's name, right? Then we come down to Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. And this is when Moses is talking to the Lord at the burning bush, okay? And this was that exchange. Um. This is Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. I'm going to stop there. Where he says, The Lord God of your fathers. He is actually saying, Yahweh. He's actually saying, Yahweh, the God of your fathers the God of Abraham, the God, all these other instances where it says God, these are that generic term like we use God. God is a generic term when we're not talking about God of the Bible. So don't be, don't be uh, mad at me. But when we're not talking about the God of the Bible, when we talk about mythological gods, say, and we use that term God, it's a generic term. When we say Thor is a Norse God, that is a generic term. It is not very meaningful because he's a fictional character, right? But they're using 
a generic term in their language, Elohim, which means God in this case. So they're saying, here God is saying to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you, and this is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. So God is saying, Yahweh, this is his name. Not Lord. Again, it's unfortunate that the name of God gets translated into Lord like that. But that is uh, is something we have to work with. We have to know and understand. Um, So there in verse 15, the Lord is actually him saying, Yahweh, God of your fathers. So, we need to keep that in mind, right? So here, he's telling Moses his name, and to me, that was telling me as I was studying this and preparing for that lesson on Sunday, this was telling me that, you know, Moses and the children of Israel, they they didn't even know who God was anymore. They were kind of out of touch and out of contact. And I, I still believe that's really true, but I want you to notice something else and this was something I'm just, I'm just listening to my Bible. You know how I say, you know, it's good to read your Bible. Or if you can't read it at that time, you can always listen to it. Well, this time I was just listening to my Bible while I was doing some other things. And I heard this in Exodus chapter six, verse three. Now again, this is God speaking. This is Exodus chapter six, verse three. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. Now, we really have to go back into our translation to look at this, okay? He's saying, I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai, that's God Almighty, but by my name, Yahweh, I was not known to them. Now. I have read all this before, and I I can remember reading this before, but it didn't occur to me when I was preparing for my lesson. But hearing that again um, made me think, whoa, did I make a mistake? So I had to back up. I had to stop what I was doing. I had to really try to dig into this. And I'm going to tell you what I think the answer is, but I'm also going to tell you that I'm open to Ideas, if anyone really knows, you know, a better idea or a better thought on this. I'm just going to tell you uh, what I believe from studying this and looking at this. Um, So, here again in Exodus chapter 6, verse 3, where it says, My name, Lord, that's really my name, Yahweh. And where it says, God Almighty, that's really El Shaddai, which is, which is God Almighty. Um, so the idea here is that from this, the, the immediate idea, like the literal idea is that they did not know him as Yahweh. So that seems to contradict some verses, like the example I had above, uh, or I had previously on the previous screen, and maybe I'll show that back on the screen here. That seems to contradict, like, This example, Genesis chapter 15, verse 2, it seems to contradict that. And there are other examples too, but I used this one example. Um, 
because those examples show that Abraham did know Yahweh's name. So I wasn't sure, and I'm not sure, if this is a maybe a recounting of the past issue in some way. Maybe it's a translation issue in some way. Or maybe it's a cultural misunderstanding. Maybe when they recount the past in different ways, um, they were not as worried about specific details or minutia as we, we are. We really dig into the Bible and we really, you know, we really look at the minutia, the details. Or then again, perhaps the patriarchs did think more of God as El Shaddai. Maybe that's their knowledge and thought of him was more as El Shaddai and not so much thinking of him as by his name Yahweh. So maybe there is some nuance to the statement in Exodus chapter 6 verse 3 that that we're not understanding and that it's not a totally literal statement. Maybe there's some nuance to that. Maybe God was just emphasizing a new relationship with the children of Israel, where they would know him in a more personal way by his name, like they would call him Yahweh. Perhaps the idea is that, you know, when you know somebody personally, you call them like Bob or Frank instead of Mr. Hyde or Mr. Seek. And I'm just making these names up off the top of my head, as you can tell. But nonetheless, maybe, maybe they you know, God is just saying, you know, I want to have a more personal relationship because that is what he was doing, if you'll remember, because he was dwelling with them during their journey from Egypt to the promised land. He dwelt with them. He led them and they followed him and he was with them and he was in the camp. So the more I've thought about this, the more I think that this is actually the answer that the patriarchs knew God as God Almighty and, and, and knew him by this title and they were very humble toward him. And there was this definite division of roles. They, he was God Almighty and they were not. They were his, his subjects, his person, you know, that he had made promises to and he was delivering on those promises. But. You know, there was this distance or gulf between them. They didn't have, even though Abraham was God's friend, we don't see that he had the same relationship that God tries to establish with the Israelites and Moses. So, it seems to me that God wanted to have more of a close and personal relationship with the Israelites. And I think... That in that light, Exodus chapter 6, verse 3, actually is speaking more to a change of relationship than in a literal knowledge of his name. And so that the patriarchs did know his name, but they didn't quite have that extremely personal relationship that God wanted to build. And God wanted to build that with the children of Israel, and we know... We know they were not very cooperative, just like we're not very cooperative. I mean, they are, as always, a good example for all of us because we make the same mistakes. So, But anyway, that's my thoughts on that. If you ever read that and think, well, he made a mistake in saying that, that's not exactly right. When I first heard that, I thought, wow, I had made a mistake. And 
Maybe if you take this all literally, perhaps I made a mistake, but the more I've thought about it and the more I've looked at this and I've I've read some other things on this, I don't believe that I was totally wrong in what I was saying. I do believe that the Israelites in their time there in Egypt, that they had lost their contact with God and weren't really in touch with him. And they didn't know his name and that he had to tell Moses, this is my name and this is who is sending you. So I really believe that is correct, even though Exodus 6.3 says that the patriarchs did not know his name. Um, I, I really believe that he's talking about more of a relationship with them and not really that they didn't know his actual name because Abraham does use his name in even just in my one example, but there are other examples as well. So, so that's my long-winded thought and explanation on this. And I thought it was interesting, but at the same time, I wouldn't want people to think that I was purposefully trying to tell them something wrong. I, I genuinely would not be doing that, but uh, perhaps, you know, if you have uh some indication that I am in the wrong in this, that that is incorrect. Hey, let me know in the comments or somewhere where you can contact me, uh, if you can uh, contact me on my Facebook, whatever. Uh, that's all good. But uh, I thought I'd mention it, and I thought it was interesting to see. We hit these things in the Bible sometimes, and and we're, we're going along, and we understand what we're reading and what we're talking about. And then we hit something like like I did, you know, just the next day or two, a few days later, I run into Exodus chapter six, verse three, and I'm like, whoa, I gotta stop and go back and look at what I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm saying. Sometimes we think we know stuff, and then we really have to go back and really examine ourselves and examine the Bible and see, do we really know what we're talking about or not? And that happens a lot in life. Do not be surprised. Over the course of decades, your beliefs, it's not that you won't believe in God, but as you study more, your beliefs change because you understand more. The more you understand, then the more your beliefs will change a little bit. They'll tweak a little bit. I'm not saying it'll be something drastic. You'll still believe Jesus is the Son of God, that He rose again, and that He sacrificed Himself for us. But in a lot of the other things, there are there are little subtle changes and little nuances to things that, that you will learn and pick up on. And some of that can be an example like this. I think this is a nuanced thing, and it's not actually totally literal. But that's my thought. So, thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.